So this episode is sponsored by the Louisiana Marathon. And the Louisiana Marathon is a culturally rich Louisiana festival with a running problem. You can race a fast, flat, and festive course and then enjoy a true Louisiana festival featuring local musicians, delicious Louisiana foods like gumbo and jambalaya, and of course, ice-cold beer. The race includes a marathon, half marathon, quarter marathon, 5K, and a one-mile kids run. And we've got an exclusive offer just for the drop listeners. You can save 15% by using the code BITR15. Go to louisianamarathon.com to register. All right. Hi, I'm Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to The Drop, our weekly podcast about all things running. And this week, this week is special because we just got back from parting our butts off and having a good time learning Network about... slash working. Yeah, slash working. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like our Mardi Gras. It's like it's got everything from new products that we get to check out. And then there's social activities where we get to mingle with industry people and I, do I, threw, stuff. I threw some beads at thomas yeah you definitely did but i did show you some stuff <laughs> you did and i i'll throw those beads all day yeah no, i mean no where does. do we where where do we even start this week because i'd love to kind of give a rundown of what trey is for those of you who listening who don't know what it is it's the running event it's an industry event that used to be that all the vendors would come and find out like if you have a local running store they would come to this find out what shoes were going to be coming out and place their orders. Mm-hmm. But now with the modern technology, Robbie, what do they do? They, <laughs> they've already seen half the Oh, because yeah. the vendors. Yeah, yeah, but they still do that. They still do write their orders and stuff, but I think it's not like it used to be that's where you saw the new stuff. Right. And between, you know, because yeah, what you leak get before like a black and white magazine or something. Yeah. <laughs> you had a duffel bag full of shoes. <laughs> um, but now, you know, this is, it's become more of a social networking uh, kind of like, seeing people and touching actually physical product and seeing what's coming out. And it's a great place to see where the trends are because you see all the shoe companies all in one spot. Mm-hmm. Except for Nike and Adidas. <laughs> yeah. They're too cool for school. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a it was a crazy week for sure. Probably the most tired I've been in a long time. That was harder to recover from that than any marathon I've ever run. <laughs> yeah. Like by far. So let's, we landed in uh, Austin on last Tuesday mm-hmm. and we were picked up by a Treyu's uh, marketing guy. Yeah. And <laughs> who looks awesome, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he's, he looks just like uh, Kenny Powers. Yeah. I think they call him Freight Train. Grim. Uh, Griff. Griffin. Well, his name's yeah, Griffin. But on all the Instagram posts, they call him Freight Train. Yeah. That's true. It's like, why didn't you tell me? He that? showed up with a pickup truck. Tacoma. And. Uh, Switch towel, lemon towels. I forgot about that. It was like warm towels. Like he literally had them in a. And then you guys didn't get this because you were in the back, but he had. um, Oh, Altoids? Altoids, but also bubbly water, but the required like a can opener. So he had all of that laid out for us. I could have used that after that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, there's, is a Tacoma, which has, you know, five seats, even with the standard cab. And. We were like, we need more seats because there's five of us plus him. I don't know. I was excited when I found out the prospect. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, we're in Texas. Let's do this thing. Yeah, so Robbie and I hopped in the uh, back flatbed. Just, yeah, 
right and in the bed it, it was with amazing. all our luggage too it was awesome oh was wait like a, you guys weren't oh you were on the run we found out that was not legal oh i swear uh, dude i'm looking it up right now <laughs> I, so, there's no way riding in the back of a pickup truck is illegal in texas uh, well le- it sounds legal uh, let me tell you maybe something. in austin it was That's amazing not- because we got there it was 70 clear skies that like where this it was laying in the back of this on our luggage on in the back of this truck just getting sunshine and uh, especially coming from 30 degrees and cold baltimore yeah it's not that long of a trip from the airport to the hotel either robbie's looking it up okay so apparently you're right it's not legal to ride in the back <laughs> but according to the ross and scalise law firm uh it looks like like you won't get a fine or a ticket but if something would like happen in an like accident if an accident we went flying out of the truck bed he's <laughs> yeah, in trouble he's not working for a trade anymore <laughs> oh boy well that was great we got there starting off the week right doing illegal activities and uh we rolled in tuesday night we went to the diodora party and uh schmoozed i mean maybe you got to meet drew wickham from uh where testers i mean we talked to everybody um Runner's Mind was there. I talked to them for a while. Tommy Runs was there. Tommy Runs was there. Alex from Diodora was there. There were some Olympians there. Yeah, there was just a lot of cool-looking people. Yeah, it was the funkiest party of the entire <laughs> yeah. trade. Like, it was hipster heaven. For sure. Um, and, yeah, but we kept it chill that night. We didn't go, you know, be to the wall. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. I feel like Thomas and I might have been drinking more than you i think night, so i only sure. had like two beers at night yeah mm. i don't know oh because anyway. you, you had lone stars yeah like some lone star pounders at that, oh that's right because we met place. up with the we met up with the a16 before we went over yeah and uh yeah i did they they were going down smooth <laughs> had via 313 pizza which mm. is super legit yeah um and then and then uh we we made it through the night and wednesday we made our debut in the white white suits which i think we we're all a little nervous <laughs> i'm still nervous about it i don't even know if it was a good idea but <laughs> and uh we went into the convention and we were very visible um and we had a great time we immediately met with new balance i mean we saw our puma we came in and met with mm-hmm. we went over to new balance talked with them i mean craft yeah who else did we get that day i know we went over to rourke running. ultra ultra yeah was that wednesday yeah it's all mixing together yeah hoka well let's just talk yeah. about so uh, we have to do the schedule but let's just talk about our favorite shoes that we saw maybe all right who's I, hot who's not i mean probably overall like i'm going for depth not just one shoe i would say in depth new balance had the most new product to look at That's uh i mean true. we looked at the rebel v3 we looked at the new super comp which is going to replace the rc elite we looked at the super comp trainer which is going to replace the tc so all those are people that are where's the tc where's the tc it's coming coming back in a new form super comp pacer yeah, yeah. which is like a, a master shoe yeah low stack plated fast like kind of traditional looking uh what i would call a traditional looking replace, flat like a 14 the 14 yeah the 1400 um the more v4 more v4 well, yeah, the more V four, I was I thought you said a different number that we also did see. <laughs> but um, oh. um do we 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say it. Yeah, I mean, we I'm could say it. We saw it. the more V5. Megan got to jog around in it a little bit. Oh, I did. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Um. And it, so just and all the fresh foam stuff. So there's updates to all like 1080. There was 880. Yeah. Hero Trail. No, it was the comp, the Super Comp 23. That's the one I was uh, for jogging oh, around in. Yeah. Oh, okay. It? Wow. Yeah. That so, so that was crazy. Yeah. And so, th- to me, they had the biggest depth. From there, I think it went um, Saucony and Asics as far as new product to see. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Brooks because, like, our meeting got switched up in the last minute or something. We, we just never got there. I walked over, though, and, and checked out all the stuff they had. Nothing yeah. out there was exciting, but I'm sure maybe they would have had a bag They were huge us. into Nitro. Hey, mm-hmm. Pyrene Elite 3 was there, right? But that was just like a, yeah. Yeah. It didn't look too crazy yeah it, it all all their stuff still looks very brooks the I mean, biggest trend across all of the brands i think we would agree is more stack more yeah. cush and lighter cushier foams yeah i mean well even new balance with the super comp uh it's like going past the rule 50 stack. millimeter yeah. stack yeah but that's not the racing one that's the one yeah. that's replacing the, yeah, the trainer yeah and that yeah for i'm thinking Depending on how it runs, that might be if you're not going to the Olympics and you're not doing something, it might be the type of shoe that you want to run your marathon, even if it's not. Yeah, cheat it. You know, I don't know if it is it, it's, it's is it cheating because no. like, no one cares. Yeah. It, it, Unless you're winning. Yeah. If you're running low threes to, you know, high, high twos, nobody's going to care. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. Um, I thought actually, like the Puma Fast R. Look, I mean, Meg's been running it, so it seems I like ran it's a it cool this shoe. morning. Yeah, do you still like it? I do. I I initially said it reminded me a bit of the Alpha Fly because that um, like decoupling and like the two parts gave you that pop on the toe. Uh-huh. But I actually think it reminds me like talking about like the feeling underfoot, like the foam and the stack, more like the Pro. So the foam's like not quite as high and not uh, as the Saucony Pro. Yeah, oh. the Saucony Pro, like it's it's more aligned with that shoe, huh. I think. Okay. In terms of like pop and and like I also landing. Wondered, today was a chilly morning. It was very cold. So I'm wondering if the uh, it had any effect on it. The, the foams and the stuff changed. Yeah. So yeah, that it could like, be cool. Well, but yeah, Puma has a new women's shoe coming out, the XX. So if you listened to last week's podcast, you know about that. Um, I don't know, like for that first day and stuff. I, I mean, then if I'm thinking about lineups, it's Saucony with updates to the ride, the guide, the new shoe, um, but, which the Tempest. Yeah, the Tempest, which, which is like a stability type shoe, has a frame around it. It, it is. It's replacing their... Um, the Hurricane. Yeah, the Hurricane. So it does have stability, but it looks like they did it in a smart way. Do you, and, do you know why we didn't... Review the freedom last year. I can't figure that out. They didn't send it to us. No, they we we did, but it's. I think we just sent it to Nick. Oh, then Nick didn't write it. <laughs> no, no, he he did. He wrote oh, the did. review. Yeah, but no, why we didn't get it? Did I just think the freedom was not? Uh, uh, the freedom has never been a shoe that I've enjoyed. It it, it when it first it always came felt out, bottom heavy. But it was super bottom. Heavy. I, I guess maybe I didn't know this too when it was seated. But the midsole was all power on PB last year. Right. They they keep it. The freedom has been where they put the good foams. And the, what was weird about it is the first one that came out, that's when they used to have that heavy, like, boost-like foam. Right. 
And so it just was slappy. It was just like a slab. Yeah. So it's not one that we've typically been excited about. So I don't know why. Maybe we should try we didn't, that. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't get seated. I think that's wise because, well, I did the seating. So okay. I was like, no one ever cares about this. I'm pretty sure we turned it down. Okay. Yeah. But maybe it was a good shoe. Maybe Probably. it was the best shoe. I got to say the Saucony endorphin line, the new colorways, like that pink and mm -hmm. all white. I'm really digging them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they everything looked pretty good. Um, their lineup looked great. The in, if if you're a fan of the shift, they did a very nice update on the shift to kind of make it look more like a running shoe. And actually, I was kind of like, huh, I'd be interested in, in getting my feet in those. And and we're expecting those all spring of 22, or is I, that fall of 22? I think the endorphin they no July. Back. It was July. Yeah. Okay, so summer. Yeah, so it goes endorphin uh, pro. It basically goes down the line a month apart from each other. Okay. Pro speed shift and then the trail shoot, which is the endorphin edge, which is basically what we were hoping the endorphin trail would have been last year. It has carbon plate, that power on PB, like it looks, it's looks lighter. pretty sweet. It didn't seem as heavy and bulky. No, it's like nine ounces or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that should be good. They had some uh, good product. I mean, nothing was too surprising. Yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of seen some of the things before or knew about them. So it was like nothing was pulled out of the back room that looked crazy. I mean, Hoka. We did get to see well, some back room stuff. Yeah, but even but that we knew is. I do coming. think yeah. it's interesting what Hoka is doing and, and moving into some of the new foams. It does feel like a dip in a toe in right now. It doesn't feel like a overhaul of what they're doing yeah but at least they're doing something different yeah just the regular eva although we got we got the hoka kawana in which is uh it it's a, they said it's supposed to be like a crossover like gym right. shoe. Yeah. i don't I, I know that you want me to i don't see myself putting in the full mileage for a review on it i just there's no reason like i know what the shoe is i mean and i told you that i did a 16 mile run at the end <laughs> yeah. yeah that's wild i did a I wanted to die seven i think yeah i've got seven i don't hate it like thomas does but i it's not for me it it kind of reminds me of like the brooks launch or something that got really bad the last couple of years that's it <laughs> that's it has a it there's you don't get the hoka experience is what i think the problem is it doesn't feel like a Hoka. It looks like a Hoka, but it doesn't have a soft underfoot. The upper is really nice. On upper it. is great. Yeah. But it just doesn't provide. Like if you're buying a Hoka, you're looking for that comfort, softer. Yeah, it's, it's and just this is just, shoe. it's a, yeah, it's a, it, I don't mind firm if it's flexible. I know people tend to think that I have a problem with like overly firm shoes. But when it's when it's blocky firm, like when you land and you just feel like one slab, yeah, it does feel somewhat light on the foot. So it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, overall, I, I just feel like they're expanding the line. And it's like, where can you go? Well, we've got soft cushion. We've got this. Here's a sh shoe you could take to the gym and I can't it will be stable enough for I, you to do squats in. Or something. I can't remember how much it is, but if it's over 120 bucks. I thought it was 130. I think you're right. Which is still too much. Um all right, so but then and then the trail shoot, uh, trail shoes look pretty sweet. Speed yeah, five, the Mafate Tecton X, Mafate Speed Six. I actually want to, nice. I, I, I want to get on the Mafate okay. if I can. All right, if there's room. Okay, there's always room for you, Thomas. There we go. Um, yeah, so Santa Claus's lap. <laughs> yay! I mean, it was great seeing all the shoes, and that's what we're there for. And we did some videos that you can check out on YouTube. Yeah, the videos are good. Yeah, 
we did a decent job <laughs> for how much of a crazy time it was like yeah. i think we did okay i mean you gotta understand we're going back to back to back like we're from one no appointment to the next appointment and we didn't even get a chance normally we have enough time during these things to kind of like hit up all the booths and chat to even people we don't have appointments with this time chatting online with babes yeah we did yeah well we had that <laughs> Puma event on thursday which took up most of the morning and afternoon. Yeah. Which was incredible. Thank you so much for those of you who showed up. for oh, yeah. Because that was sick. I mean, so I went on a run that morning with Taylor mm -hmm. along the Lady Bird Trail. Taylor Boogie, not Taylor Werner. Right. Which, by the way, is the Lady Bird Trail not one of the best places to run ever? I love it. Like, where do you find that kind of thing in a city otherwise? Like a dirt track? Yeah, with like shade and trees, yeah. like along a river in a major city. I don't know. Mm, and some tent city over there. And, and a, <laughs> a bunch city. of campsites. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's a, I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I it like it. Could have been influenced by the fact that it was like the best weather ever. It was like 55 degrees. I mean, that's what it is every year we've gone. I don't, did you not run last year when we get, when, or the last time we went to Austin? I, I didn't. <laughs> I think I was like hungover the one night. <laughs> it was also just like, injured and i don't know yeah because like the, the i'm actually i hate to say it i've it's one of those things you know how people always say how how do you not get bored of running around the harbor and i'm like well i get all the seasons and all that stuff the ladybird trail to me is close to ncr trail which is a trail here that it runs along a river it's got the thing it's got the crush down i just after a while it's like i'm, I'm I've, enough Oh, yeah? You think so? Yeah, for me, it's not my favorite. Really? Yeah, but I feel like we haven't, like, this time I realized that you can cut back and forth easier than before. And, you know, on the other side, it's like the boardwalk, which is really cool mm -hmm. and nice. And I feel like you can turn it around, and then there's, like, figure eights you can do. All right, I'll have to go with yeah. you next time. All right. Uh, but anyway, so I went on a run with Taylor, and when I came back to the hotel, it was, like, 7.30, and because I had to, the event was at 8, so I had to change everything. And there was like a line of like 30 people outside the door. I was like, uh, this yeah, before it, is before it went weird. off. Yeah. People were showing up at seven. No, he said the, the <laughs> tracks guy said somebody showed up at five. Shut up. And I was like waiting. Yeah, there's no way. So <laughs> whoever we that person had like is? a first come first serve yeah. on the shoes. Well, the, the day before someone was like, Hey, what time should I get there for the, uh, she was, I was like, if you get there 15 minutes before, you'll be good. <laughs> I think we were out by then. Spo yeah. Spoiler, they we, weren't good. We ran out of shoes. They were all gone. Uh, it was kind of, I felt bad because people were still in line when the shoes uh, were done. But, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you still got free shoes. And then we had the run, which was great. We had Taylor Werner, who I got a chance to run with, who I just, I'm a super fan of hers now, especially after the interview at lunchtime. She's just She's super pretty awesome. fun, like chill. She's got that vibe of, like again, like a Molly who's like, I run, but I'm let's have some fun. Yeah, you know, she's it's not great. like all serious. And so I ran with her for most of the run, and uh, that was great. But when we turned around and looked, and if you haven't seen our reel on Instagram, it looked like a real race was going off. There was that many people that it was just like deep. It's probably like 125 people. Yeah, it's great. And then after we're oh, like Kafuzi came out too, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, some other people, and then we had. They've and had, Drew, Drew was there, and Tommy. Drew, yeah, oh, oh, they had even even Sam. Oh, even Michael from Atreyu was there too. Yeah, yeah. 
we had donuts from Voodoo Donuts, and they had striping like on the Spectra colorway. Uh, it, yeah, it looked like the shoes. But let me ask you a question: Could you eat a whole donut? Could I eat a whole donut? Yeah, I mean, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I I took like two bites. I was like, this thing is. It's like eating cake. It was so thick and so. I thought you left out the word box. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. and I, I was satisfied after like a couple bites, and yeah, ta- Taylor ended rich. up finishing mine. It was like he such had three a that big, day. It was so dense. I didn't have anything to eat that morning yet, so that probably helped yeah. uh, after running and, and all. But <laughs> well, they had this. They made like some huge ones that yeah. had like puma. Did they have cream in them or something? I, I think so. Okay, and uh, one of the people there just like. Grabbed it. Grabbed it and took off. And I, I would was say like, it was like a 10-inch donut. Yeah. And I was like, mad respect for that dude <laughs> who just grabbed a huge-ass donut off the table. Nobody else is going to take it. No. You're right. But I love that. Sometimes I love when people just take the initiative and grist. Yeah. They're like, well, Go this for one's it. for me. Yeah. You need a pizza cutter for that one. <laughs> it was huge. Dude, if, that, if he ate that in one shot, like, that someone been, needs to go to his apartment that would We should have given out a pair of fast no, we, if you we, could finish we should have if that if you picked that you had to finish it there before you left oh, yeah. that would have been good <laughs> and you win a pair of fast stars yeah but yeah so that that was incredible i i really was on a high after that and um you know it just felt so good that that many people showed up and but then we had like 15 minutes to change yeah into our sweet mechanic onesies yeah yep. which we and then headed back over and that's when we interviewed uh, did we have Saucony? Saucony? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and we were tired. And then, boom, as no. soon as Saucony was done, done, change again into our Puma tracksuits. And then headed over to Bangers. And yeah. I, Bangers is such a cool venue. Like, I loved it there. Oh, it was a cool spot. It was yeah. perfect. And we went upstairs, and we had our live uh, podcast. Meg, what, what was your favorite part of that? Of the live podcast or yeah. just of Bangers? Yeah, and it, you go for it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even just watching, like, we worked with a team called Tracks, and they helped us with, like, the setup and, like, making it all Puma branded and just, like, watching the place go from being, like, bangers to, like, a Puma event was super cool. Yeah, there was, like, an inflatable <laughs> finish line. There was flags everywhere. It was nuts. The Believe in the Run Puma backdrop was sick. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, meeting Amy Craig obviously was, like, a dream. How humble. I know. Sure. She would think that she's, you know, just one of us. <laughs> yeah, it's just and super sweet. And then, um, yeah, so John, John Dressel, John Dressel, who for some reason we were calling Dressler. Um, <clears throat> we know why. <laughs> yeah, it was a valid reason. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Both both him and Taylor uh, Werner are five k uh, runners, so. specialists. Right, and I'm like. That seems like the worst thing to have to do over and over because 5Ks are hard. It's but the that's, worst thing that's ever. That's the long distance for track people. Right. So, yeah. So we'll see them move up. But they're out training in North Carolina. And if, if you missed that, just check out the podcast yeah. from last week. Yeah. yeah. Man, but we, turned, we, like, we recorded it and then like the next less than 24 hours is out. And it was sick. I mean, I just had a great time. It was so much fun having an audience there. Yeah. So part of the thing that I missed though is like, I say, 5k suck and it was meant in a joking way if you watch the video probably get it but um you don't hear because our microphones are so good you don't hear anybody in the audience dead silence laughing so it's like we need to put a laugh yeah, track yeah we should have had nick on the laugh track because um, it was like it it was 
just to see John's face when I said that. <laughs> and then everybody laughed. But um, it, it was fun. And really appreciate the Puma team for letting us do this. You know, hopefully we'll be doing more stuff in the future, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. And, and they had live. We had pimento uh, soft pretzels there. So uh, shout out to Megan for picking that off of the catering menu. Yeah. Really, by the time that meant a lot. <laughs> by, by the time it was done, I had I didn't even really get to taste the food because I had to just jam some stuff in my mouth. It was like we're yeah. turning around. It was like on your wedding day. I was just thinking that. Yeah, it was like a wedding where you have to make sure everything's good and then you like eat later. Yeah. But you're drink, drinking a little bit beforehand yeah. and then you're like, yeah, I, I did felt. also enjoy having a can of wine during our interview. I thought that was very fun. That is I think we should start doing that more can often. Of wine. Okay. All right. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. And um, I don't know, man. It, I, the whole thing, you know, you get nervous about these events. Who's going to show up? Who's going to turn up? Is it going to go off as smoothly as you want? And I felt like the whole thing was like, like I loved it. Like, like it, the amount of people that was there was great. The interest in what we were doing was was great that what Puma had to show us was fantastic. So yeah, overall it was amazing. Then we, like you, like you said, like we were just finished. It was like a wedding. We were done. We had to go back, switch back into uh, do, do more mechanic meetings. suits. Yeah. Fifth outfit change of the day. Yeah. I, I feel like we were on stage like Britney Spears yeah. or something. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we got, got our stuff together and headed back and went to talk to ASICs. Yep. And then, uh, that night, we did the Brooks after party. Wow. But did, did we do the Brooks after party? I don't party? remember. Where did we go for dinner before the Brooks? Like an Irish pub. Yeah. Okay, that is it. Yeah, it was, that's it. Which is very good. And yeah, we, f- we and argued over what were a kamikaze shot was yeah. and if they were blue or not. Yeah, so if you're in the crowd and you want to leave a comment of are kamikaze shots blue or not, we'd love to hear, hear your feedback. Everyone knows except Brandon. Brandon. I know. I yeah. just want him to get pummeled some more. So yeah. anyway, we went to the bar to see if we could get a kamikaze shot, and they didn't have the ingredients. So we settled with lemon drops. Oh, man. So anyways, by the way, we don't advocate for that. It's just yeah. mistakes were made. So I said to you guys, I'm probably not going to do the Brooks party because we had a 6 a.m. flight, and you guys were talking about staying out until all night all night, Which and just we going did. to the airport. And I was like, this is a terrible idea. I'm never doing that. And then we got to the Brooks party, and it turns out, Y'all Out Boy was the band. And all right, you have to tell them the playlist. I mean, it's all Blink 182, uh, My Chemical Romance, All American Rejects. Yeah. It's all like early 90s or early, early 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. 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 Emo, pop punk. Yeah. Which it was amazing. It was Which, so good. Have you ever seen Megan in that good of a mood? Nope. <laughs> and it was my favorite thing ever. I know. Was it amazing? It was like a teenage Megan running around. My, I basically reverted back to like high school years. My voice was hoarse for at my, least three days. My throat was sore. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, screaming. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, who, oh. who was at the party? We had Dez. We had, who else was there? Alexi I mean, Papa, Snow Adrati. Anyone at the running event was yeah. at this party. Yeah. And even other brands. It it's kind of crazy because, you know, it's Brooks party, but like all the, it's like a all the brands are there. Uh, everybody, it's not like just yeah, Brooks people. Everyone's hanging out. It's it was when Mr. Brightside came on. I definitely lost my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was down in the that crowd. Was it was, was like down. there was some I, shenanigans going on. 
I think we each had probably 47 White Claws. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I got shamed into drinking a Lone Star at one point, so I drank a Lone Star, well, and then I went right back to the Celtic. So, <laughs> so then the Brooks, like, person, like, kind of cornered me, or I don't know if you passed. No, she, she got me, I handed her off to you. Yeah, but then she cornered <laughs> me. She's like, hey, come, let's come over here. And then, and I'm already, like, several deep at this point. And then she's like, yeah, let's go get a margarita. Sounds great. Oh, a did margarita. you actually? Yeah, which was delicious. Okay. Yeah. And then, so he. Because I, I was wondering where you said you had a margarita. I was like, there was no margaritas, hey? Yeah, I mean, you could have got one. Oh, wow. And so we sat down, and I just, like, ripped into Brooks. And I was like, yeah, she I, wanted my honest thoughts. And I, I didn't have, she was actually quite lovely. Oh, she was I, awesome. And when I say I hand it. it off, it wasn't hand off. But, like, her and I talked for probably 20 minutes oh, or so. okay. And then uh, you came over. I was like, hey, this is Robbie. And then you guys started talking. So I went okay. over to Dancing Megan. I don't want to say I ripped into Brooks, but, okay, I did. I, I gave I her my honest. I gave her my honest thoughts. Wait, honest thoughts with several white claws. That's gonna be very honest thoughts. Yeah, you oh, had, it you was. Had, you had was. at least one Guinness with dinner. Uh, yeah, I think I only had one drink of dinner though. Yeah, but we like also had a shot. Wait, okay. one, one. Well, the lemon drop shot. Okay, so if we're talking the day, we had some drinks at <laughs> Puma uh, at the lunch. Yeah. Drinks at dinner. This sounds we so also, bad. I don't we know hit, what I... We also well, went no. to a bar before dinner. Right. And then we hit... Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on an even and, keel, yeah. though. And then, and then we... Um, Honestly, I'm amazed that we made it to the airport. Like, I'm shocked. Okay, let's discard. We drank a lot. Fair enough. And but yeah. what I'm saying is, like, when you say you may have ripped into it, if you remember ripping into it, it must have been epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was... Uh, she respected it. Like, it was cool. Like, I, I mean, you want me to be honest? I'll be honest. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it's whatever. It's also only our opinion. And we have a certain thing that we like out of running and running shoes. And there's a giant population that loves running happy. And Okay. You don't have to justify the Brooks range of shoes. Um, but I agree with you. <laughs> there, No, there's some, It's there's a place. Anyways. We all hung out. We stayed, it was fun. We stayed there till 2 o'clock. Yeah, we cl basically closed it down. And I, then Robbie and Brandon decided they were going to do a half-mile sprint I don't, home. I don't know why I did I this. was like, that was ridiculous. And he was wearing Decker's. <laughs> yeah, Decker's like, lab. The worst. worst Sprinting like, down 6th Street in Austin. They pro Cops probably thought we were just like stole something. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways. So I didn't throw up. But Brandon did. But we ended up going to this place called P. Terry's because Jared like looked up all the like delicious, not good rest food for you restaurants. And it's like this burger joint. It was worth it. I went upstairs with Megan. I didn't take I was like, I'm wearing the clothes I'm wearing are the clothes I'm going on the plane in. Put my head down for an hour. OK. And it felt like 30 seconds. Yeah, it literally felt like I closed my eyes and opened them again. And we we're done. We come downstairs and Robbie, Brandon, Jared, it looked like a bomb went off in the lobby out, on the out front of the sidewalk of, of the Hyatt. There was just like bodies and bags. They're just everywhere. laying on the ground. Like it's like, and, but you know, I'm really it's upset weird. I didn't photograph that. I gave up. In Austin though, that's kind of like a regular yeah, look. We fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, oof. so technically I didn't stay up when I took like a 20 minute nap. Yeah. Mm. And we did an hour. Mm -hmm. Megan was all mad at you when you called and she's like, I have an alarm set. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I thought I like 
Didn't you say we had to be down at 4 No, I said let's all set our alarms for 4 and then we'll like meet at like 4.15, 4.30. And you guys are down there at 4. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess they're ready to go. Oh. So we hustled I up. thought I was a hero for waking you up. We were awake. <laughs> Ang- oh, ang- angry hero. <laughs> I thought I had one on Meg. Like, oh, man, like Meg overslept. I like woke mm. her up. When? No, we were packing. And I, I just thought it was her alarm. So every time it started ringing, I was like, turn it off. Turn turn that <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, I was so wrecked, though. I did sleep on the way home. but Yeah. It was, you know that feeling where your whole body's hot and your ears are even hotter? Oh, yeah. I do know that feeling. That, that is the worst. That was my entire flight back to Baltimore. Oh, man. I know that. And you're, like, dirty, too. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. Like, I was, like, trying to get, like, I was listening to meditation. I was, like. Worthless. Trying to chill and I, I, nothing was gonna work, so I was like, "I'll." When we get home, when we got home, I I went, I showered, and I just got into bed and just tried to chill yeah. for a little bit. Had to. My mind was fried. Oh, um. All right. Well, that's but definitely, teary. yeah, definitely check out the YouTube <laughs> and and the gram where we have pictures and posts of stuff. Uh, and we're we'll we'll just keep rolling stuff out. We got tons of content. All right, first check-in this week. Man, it's getting hard to get myself motivated to get out here to run without something specific on the calendar. So my tip to you, this first one, is maybe sign up for a race or sign up for something to keep you motivated through this uh, winter time to get get you out there and keep that fitness so that when the good weather rolls back around in the spring, you're ready to roll. Meg, as someone who will probably someday OTQ. Well, not now. Well, not maybe not the next race, but you have plenty of time. And you just ran a 252. And so 245 didn't seem impossible, right? No, it seems like it still seemed like a a big, crazy goal, but it seemed plausible. Maybe two years away. Yeah, like a few years. Yeah, and so now what is the time? So they dropped it in eight minutes down to a 2.37. They dropped the men's time one minute, so it was a 2.19, and now it's a 2.18. Um, and basically, it's because we all know the field in 2020 was huge. It was like over 500 women. Um, and, I mean, I think it was just a financial decision. I see the arguments for both sides. Like, I actually think a sharper spear, you know, that smaller group of people, makes it more exciting. It's not like a, a Boston Marathon type of qualification thing. It's like, here, here is the best of the best, and these are the people that have potential to run the Olympics. Let's see them compete against each other. And well, then... What's Meg's... What are your thoughts, Meg? Well, that's I, I, think was gonna, I was going to go for it, but I was just going to give the two arguments. Yeah. What's your other side argument? Okay. The other side of the argument is you said to me that you'd like to see, like you liked that women who have jobs, who have kids, who have have the opportunity to still run and participate in the Olympic qualifier. Well, not only that, but I don't think you can argue that the Olympic trials in 2020 didn't bring an entire new group of people into the sport. Every single woman on that line and every single man on that line has a family, has friends, and every part of them were involved. There were more spectators, they said, at that event than at like a Boston Marathon. So you have to think there's now all of these people who are invested in the sport and elevating running in general. And why wouldn't we want to do that? 
Okay, I do get that. But <laughs> the <laughs> like the whole point of the Olympic trials is a trial race to make the Olympics. But that's not taking anything away. You're still going to get the top people. It, it does though. A little bit. But it's bit. like I don't understand and honestly like why I don't understand why the, it's even as big as it is now. Like why you, Like you think it it should be like 10 people out there? Like the track event, they're not like anybody who's ever run a fast the quarter mile, come on out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's qualifying standards. Right. They're, they're, exactly. And how many people line up at the Olympic like trials for track? They have waves, a bunch. Right. But when they say waves, there's like 10 people on the What I mean, this is where we need Brandon. I think there's <laughs> eight people on the track at a time max or something like that. Right. But there's waves. Right. right. So but you're still doing under 500 people for the for the 800. You don't have 500 people lining sure. up to do it. Yeah, I mean. But that's also because the logistics don't allow it. You can hold a race for, I mean, 40,000 people. Well, what's but the if, point? If Why not finishing... just have Chicago Marathon be the Olympic qualifier and you just go out and you run that? Because that's not how it works. But if someone's <laughs> running a two, like 245 or 220 on the men's side, um, like – they're not, there's no way that they're like getting a spot in the Olympic, like in a top three. People probably would have said that about Molly Seidel. But she, but she actually had like she a qualifying a really time half. too that was like qualified. Qualifying time. Like that, that would put her in like range of the top three. So I think that's what I don't understand is that it, like, there's whoever's in the trials should have a shot at making the top three. Well, somebody somebody recommended the fastest 100 get in. So you just take the fastest 100. Times overall. Times overall. So it doesn't even matter for the Olympic qualifying time. It's just The only problem I would have with that is that then you, you it's just an arbitrary thing. You don't know what you have to shoot for. So like some people were like, like if you, what's of you're planning out your races to try to get in the trials, you're like, oh, it's just a random number. I don't know. That's, I think yeah, it, I think you have a range. Like right now, if you were like, I really want to get in the Olympics, it's kind of like Boston. You don't know what the exact time to get into Boston is, but you're like, I got to run five minutes faster than my Boston qualifier to guarantee a spot, pretty much. So that's, that's true. If you're doing the Olympics and you want to get in, you'd be like, okay, what was the fastest time? And good point. You know, this time I'd got to run close to that. I don't know. It. I just think the biggest. The biggest thing is that it brought more people into the sport and Oh, I'm with you. I like I, I love that now more marathons are televised and more people are tuning in and I want more of that. And I love that we like even us talk to athletes and we tell their stories and people then get invested in them and watch their races no, and Yeah, I totally agree and I think it's I think it's great. I'm just saying like people shouldn't be mad if they lower the standard sure. because like that's the whole point of the trials. Like I think like I had no problem if it stays at two forty five or doesn't. Like I and it's better for you're right, it is better for the sport. I just don't think anyone is it better for like, the sport, or do you think now all these women that were able to qualify at two forty five well, are gonna, gonna push and get that's faster? That's gonna be the interesting is yeah. like yeah. what are the limits and That's what I think. I actually think it's good because I I think we're gonna see like a, a few years, ten years ago, I didn't know a handful of people who ran sub three hour marathons. It just mm -hmm. seemed like 
you know, everybody at that time, the goal was let's do sub four, low threes for the fast Get people. Into Boston. And now like, I remember the first friend that we had that went sub three, Maddie. Yeah. And we were like, holy cow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be a pro. <laughs> um, you know, we were like super psyched about it. it has changed. And now there's a whole bunch of people like, like Brandon just ran his first marathon at 241 out of the gate. He's fired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think fast. that. I I think that with the new shoes that we have with people concentrating on nutrition and and running and the competitiveness that it's causing, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the average time for women dropping. And here's why it is good for the sport. Right now, we're we're happy when uh Molly Seidel comes in fourth behind, you know, Kenya and Ethiopia and that stuff because we're like, okay, we we're not going to hit that those levels. If everybody starts running faster, I think we're going to see, like, the women's program. I actually think the women's program is super exciting right now. I think it's only going to get more exciting yeah. and more competitive worldwide. Now, yeah. Meg, what are your thoughts personally? Like, is that kind of a hit to you? My, uh, You know, it's funny. I Everyone was like, oh, it's soul-crushing and, like, devastating. All people I'm saying, like, women who were, like, going Close. for the 245. Um I didn't, it didn't, I don't feel it in like my soul. I'm not like <coughs> real bummed out. I'm just like, I told Thomas, I was like, as irrational as this is, now I feel like 245 doesn't sound that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can, I could probably do 245. <laughs> the only thing I can equate it to is when Boston levels keep dropping and I've been on the edge of like Boston qualification, like always. So I've, I'm now running faster than the person who was, 10 years younger than me mm -hmm. has to run for that. So I'm running, uh, you know, those numbers, but it's just like, yeah. The other thing is like, I'm, I still want to get faster. I know I haven't run as fast as I possibly can and I'm not going to stop. So whether or not that I can get to an OTQ time or not, it's not going to deter me. But if it was within reasonable reach in two years, I think it is. Two years Oof. for two thirty eight. I think so. No, you gotta go t sub two thirty seven. It's a. I basically have to get comfortable running five fifty five. Wait, the like is it thirty seven fifty nine? No, it's two thirty six fifty. Oh, I thought it was thirty eight. Is two oh, thirty seven? Okay, I got. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I tried to run a couple of five fifty five miles this morning and thought I was gonna vomit. So <laughs> oh we're man, off to already good, hammering. We're off to a good start. I like it. But it's a good transition because, Megan, you mentioned that, you know, there's people that aren't pros and this is going to hurt them or whatever. Sarah Vaughn, CIM, non-sponsored athlete, four kids, full-time job. What did she run at CIM? It's the fifth fastest. Uh, 226, debut. her debut marathon. Yeah, puts her in one of the top fastest debuts for American women, which is insane. <laughs> it's insane. So I'll, th I'll throw it out there that I think we're going to see fast performances i think we're gonna see these things i was also like how crazy is it that you don't have to be a professional athlete in our sport and you can win and compete against them but i think that's right. the most exciting thing like when we first talked to kira damato right and i'm like wow there's a realtor that is going out there and dropping people getting world records she's sick and that's the thing it's like i think that's everybody who ever puts on a pair of running shoes and goes out to a race and, and tries, at some point thinks, 
I can get faster. I, I can, I can do. And there, there's some excitement that comes with that. And you do, you get a lineup, you get a, if you go to a marathon and Meb's running it or whoever's running it, you line up on the same yeah. course, same thing, get to cover the same miles. That's why I love this sport. Yeah, that's true. Man, she really did crush it at that race. Beat the next person by two minutes. <laughs> 35 years old. Yeah, pretty awesome. Four kids, 35 is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's impressive enough. Yeah. Man, I don't even know if I don't want to have four kids by 95. <laughs> uh, Robbie's trying to figure out if he could somehow get the benefits of having kids. <laughs> you know, the physical, because <laughs> it seems like sometimes these women come back like even stronger seriously though like i feel like that does do something to you just like <laughs> maybe the, the pain is like i for real i mean yeah. how can you this isn't that bad that's a whole different level we are talking today with annie frisbee and annie you just finished seventh at the new york city marathon you are an unsponsored athlete first of all we're what four days out how are you feeling um i'm feeling actually semi-decent I, my legs the first few days were pretty rough mostly my quads just going downstairs was absolutely so difficult um but today i was able to go for a little shakeout run and you know went pretty slow but um, I don't feel like anything is bothering me too bad. So kind of came out unscathed as much as possible, which is great news. Um, so fingers crossed it stays that way. Um, but yeah, basically I'll start back up training with my team again. I run for Minnesota Distance Elite and, uh, yeah, I'm on sponsor, but they definitely provide quite a bit of support as well. So it's, it's a great team environment. So heading into New York City, what was sort of your goal and what were you expecting? This was your first marathon. Yep, it was my first competitive marathon. Um, I My goal going into it was to uh, get 235 because um, I ended up getting a small appearance fee at the end. And so that was kind of the standard. And so that was kind of my lowest bar goal. Um, and then after that, I was hoping to either be right at 2.30 or break 2.30. And, you know, just hearing people say how tough of a course New York is and um, uh, all that kind of thing, I, I knew breaking 2.30 was going to be a tough thing. Um, so I think to get a 2.26 was absolutely shocking to me. Um, and I, I just felt pretty good on the day. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where the marathon, if you feel good, you are still hurting at the end, but if you feel bad, I can definitely see how that race could just drag on and on and on. Um, but thankfully, didn't completely fall off the pack um, the second half. So um, when you started out, as Thomas mentioned, you were smiling. Like we saw you in the front of the big pack. Were you at any point worried or were you like i'm doing this or what was what are was going say, through are your you mind saying worried because she's up there in the front yeah i mean i think i i don't know why i or like how i really ended up there honestly it was kind of right after the first uh fluid station stop right around 5k um there was just a little bit of a mix-up and then i found myself i think i was right next to kellen taylor and 
Molly Seidel. And then I think I was kind of just, you know, like not even trying to, I think I was just kind of one stepping and I just found myself in the front and it really was a situation. I wasn't trying to do it. I, I don't okay. think I was even thinking. Um, and so I think if I did think about it too much, I probably would have panicked a little bit or been a little more concerned. Um, and I definitely was a little concerned towards the end just because, uh, after, after the half, it's pretty uncharted territory for me racing wise. So I really didn't know how it was going to work out. Um, but I think, you know, you just have to have that confidence until it kind of does go sideways and thankfully it, it never went completely sideways um felt rough towards the end but like that was that's normal and everyone kind of feels that way towards the end anyway um but yeah I wouldn't say I was I wasn't panicked or anything um but it definitely was a surprise to find myself at the front how, how did you end up picking New York as your first marathon I I guess I was kind of looking around I was uh, my coach and I were chatting about the, the idea of maybe doing Chicago um, or CIM or Houston. Um, those were kind of the main ones we were kind of bouncing around. Um, and New York just uh, came back with, you know, I got into New York. I think for some of the other marathons, like it, it was kind of hard to get into Chicago, I think. Um, and um, CIM was a little later. Uh, so I was just, really intrigued by New York and I'd never been to New York either. So oh, wow. I just thought it was a good <laughs> trip. What a way to see the city for the first time. <laughs> yeah. The best way to see the city. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things that once I decided I wanted to do it, uh, I was really excited about it. And so I kind of set my mind on New York after um, the other marathons didn't really work out. I'm curious about just lining up and you see the other athletes, obviously we're, we're fans of the sport. So, you know, we would definitely know when we walk up, there's Molly, you know, mm -hmm. there's Callan and you know, yeah. you, you're coming up in this group of American runners. And is there any like, kind of like, Oh, starstruck. I just watched her at the Olympics in Tokyo. I just, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, all of the all the American women that were all right up there up, up front, you know, very very inspiration inspirational women. Um, so I would definitely, yeah, a little bit of starstruck um, mentality for sure. But I think too, um, I have big goals for myself, and you know, those are athletes that I also look up to. And so um, being able to run stride for stride with them was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, pretty sick. <laughs> Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> um, so Houston and CIM and Chicago, those are pretty like flat, fast marathons where you're pretty much going for time. Whereas I think of New York as more of in, in the elite field, like you're competing versus going for a time goal at, just because of the bridges and it's it's challenging. Um, does that yeah. did that play a factor? And then also, do you feel like that's you have a strength with like the hills and the competition versus like a flat fast time trial. Yeah, I think I just really enjoy the competing for places aspects uh, aspect of road racing because yeah, every course is so different. Um, like I said earlier, my goal time was closer to two thirty, but really in my mind, I was aiming for top three American, um, and so that was. It, it does seem like placing is more important rather than times at these 
bigger races, especially courses like New York or Boston that have quite a few hills. Um, but I, I hope that I run fast on a faster course as well. Um, and I think I would still go into it with the same mentality of just competing. And when you do that, I feel like the times kind of just follow. Um, but sometimes if you have a set time in your mind, it can kind of um, hinder your performance. But I think if you just compete and run your own race, then usually a fast time will follow if you just execute a solid race. So when you're out there racing the New York City Marathon, the pack, it seems like, um, from when we were watching, it stayed together for quite a while. When did someone make a move and were you immediately like, let me try and stay with them or did you let them go? Yeah, we did stick together for quite a while. Um, it was a big group, which was nice because um, then just more people to kind of gauge off of, I would say. But I think it was it was between mile, I want to say 15 and 17 that the front group kind of took off and it was a very decisive move um, and the change of pace was pretty drastic. So uh, I tried to go, I picked it up a little bit, but it was pretty clear that that was out of my ability at the moment, at least. Um, I looked down at my watch and I, I was going five minute pace for a minute and I was like, okay, that's, I can't <laughs> hold that. Pace, so I need to just kind of back off and do my own thing. Um, and thankfully there was another American, uh, Laura Sweet, that was kind of right in that same, similar position with me. Um, so we kind of ended up yo-yoing back and forth and kind of working off each other for those last, those last, miles or so and then um, ended up uh, splitting off from her as well but um, yeah I, I knew that if I did try to go with that front pack it would have been a very different ending and <laughs> maybe wouldn't have even finished the race yeah. so um, I'm glad I kind of decided to do my own thing when that move was made. Did you uh, you know when you were with Laura did you end up having conversation or is it pretty much just we're gutting this out and heavy breathing and that's about it? I think had it been earlier in the race, maybe would have said something, but it was at the point of the race where I was feeling it. So no words, just, <laughs> I think there was a mutual understanding, like, all right, I guess we're in this together now, <laughs> but yeah, no, no words, no breath for that. Yeah. Was there any chatter in the beginning of the race? Like I'm always curious in those packs, if you guys are talking or if it's silent or what's happening. Um, there was some chatter. I, I didn't talk to anyone during the first few miles, but the first 5K, we were pretty conservative. And so, um, you know, definitely that was the time for any conversation. But I, I think there's a lot of just body language when you're in the race, especially around the fluid stations. Like, um, you know, someone would say, like, oh, my bottle's here. Like, let me get inside or whatever, um, just to kind of avoid any trip-ups or anything like that. And also just body language like if you're running too close to someone I was I was running too close to Perez at one point <laughs> who won um and she was signaling to move back a little bit and I was like okay <laughs> I need to back up <laughs> <laughs> mostly body language at least she didn't give you the yeah. Ilya Kipchoge like come on go if you want to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah more more body language for sure than actual talking so you finished with a 226, which is well under the 235 and even the 230 that you were thinking about going into that. So are you looking down at your watch and are you seeing these miles tick off much faster 
And were you like, I feel fine. This is great. Or were you at any point like, am I going to make it to 26.2 at this pace? Yeah, it, it felt really good, actually. I think, I don't know what the average pace ended up being, but the the pace we were going the first half felt pretty comfortable, like very hard, of course, but it didn't feel like I was going beyond my limit, which is important, I think. Um, and so I also was kind of keeping in the back of my mind that, okay, this is faster than my original goal pace. So if I do have a rough second half, at least I've banked a little bit of time in the front half, so um, can kind of break even or something. I don't know. They uh, always say that uh, you know you can't you can't bank, bank time, in a, time in a marathon. So maybe I've heard that. People, yeah, I can see how it. Yeah, I can see how that would be very true, especially if you're having a rough day for sure. But I, mean, I never once I'm not going to make it to the finish. Um, the last. Uh, probably 10k I was hurting quite a bit and you know any little hill you felt it times 100 um, but I never once thought to drop out or anything like that it was it never got to that point thankfully so when it's hurting in that last 10k is there do you have like any tactics are you talking to yourself are you smiling doing anything <laughs> to um to sort of you know get through the the dark and the hurt yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, I think maybe I tried to fake a smile a few times, but at that point it was like, all right, my body knew, don't lie to me, you're not, you're not. <laughs> Your body's saying, stop <laughs> smiling. <laughs> yeah, stop smiling, you're in pain. But I think probably the biggest boost of energy came from the crowds, and that was probably what got me through. I was able to hear my family, I think, around mile. 23 so oh, wow. that was nice um and then also you know once you get to the last 400 meters of the race the crowds are so insane that you know that's probably when my legs they almost gave out in front of me i, I almost fell because they were so dead oh, wow. um i just kind of get you through and thankfully made it to the finish line without falling and, and yeah it's probably the crowds towards the end get you through so you're going your family was in central park then they were, yeah, yeah. They also saw me, I think, around mile eight, um, and I think those were the two spots that they were able to see. So yeah, it was crazy. great. Yeah. yeah, I for me, when I ran New York, mile sixteen was real tough coming over, yeah. like that bridge. And I don't know why I didn't expect the bridges to feel like hills, but they were hills. And um, you know, that's that's where I would say. Uh, for me, the the race changed. Is that around? Did you have any feeling like that, or was it much later in the race when you started feeling it? I guess it was. That's when I, yeah, right around there is when I started to feel, um, you know, kind of going to the well at that point. But I didn't feel absolutely trashed at that point yet. the 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 worst of it really was the last ten k. But you're right. This right around like 15 16 is when you're kind of starting to feel it and starting to um your body is starting to break down but um thankfully was able to make it a little further before i really really dug to the well i guess awesome so you cross the finish line you know your family's there people are there do you realize what position you were in as far as like american finishers 
Yeah, I, I did know that I was top three American. I wasn't sure what I was overall, um, and I figured I was top ten-ish. Um, and then I was able to briefly glance at the clock when I crossed the finish line. So I was surprised to see a 226, and um, it, it definitely sunk in. You know, you just get so emotional at the finish line. It's not only is it a, a physically exhausting race, it's mentally exhausting. You go through so many waves yeah. of feeling good, bad, like questioning yourself or having confidence. Um, there's just so many ups and downs in a marathon. And so when you finally cross the finish line, it's just a very emotional experience uh, for everyone, I think. And so definitely cheered up a bit, but um, it was really exciting to, to get that top three American spot. And that's funny because you, you bring up a, such a relatable point. Now you're finishing in 225, which is a lot faster than, you know, most marathoners, but the marathon is long and you have enough time to go through like the spectrum of emotions in that, in that, uh, in that time frame. So it's, it's really yeah. interesting. I would never, you know, I, you think about 225, Megan, it's how fast that is. And you think about your average person's out there quite a bit longer, um, but it sounds like you got the full experience. <laughs> yeah, any emotion you can feel, you will feel during the marathon. <laughs> Second check-in. How's the run coming today? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We really appreciate you listening. If you're out here by yourself, which you probably are, because if you're wearing headphones and listening to podcasts, then most likely you are by yourself. Just know we're running here with you and enjoying the fact that we can share some of our experiences with you. So keep on going. So you, since you are not sponsored, you get to choose whatever gear you want to wear on race day, I assume, or is the elite group you run with, are, is that team sponsored in any way? No. So it's, it's great how it is. They, they have a bunch of local sponsors. Um, so uh, the local sponsors really give us quite a bit of support, which is great. But shoe-wise, yeah, I'm unsponsored, and so really can wear whatever I want at this point. Um, definitely searching for a sponsorship, um, but as of right now, um, I don't have anything on that end. So it was nice. I was able to, you know, wear the shoes that I always wear and um, wear I, – I think I wore New Balance bottoms and then a Nike top, and so – kind of a little bit of a mixed match, but, um, yeah, I, I just felt comfortable in what I was wearing, but yeah, hopefully down the line can wear whatever shoe company I represent. Were you wearing the next percent? I was wearing the next percent. Like yeah. white ones, right? Or something. Yep. The white ones. And then like some pink on them as wow. well. They were, they were very fun. Brand new. Got them for the race. Nice. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> So we always have this debate over here about the next percent versus the alpha fly. Um, what's oh, your decision yeah, making? Oh, it was the alpha, the alpha fly. fly. Okay. I the audacious, right? Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's Megan's shoe there too as well. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my pick for sure. Um, yeah. It must be nice to sort of have, I mean, obviously you want to be sponsored, but it must be nice to sort of have that freedom to choose whatever you want to what wear on the day and yeah, what you're comfortable in. Um, so do you train in all types of shoes or are you, are you training in Nike mostly? Um, no, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not training in Nike. I train right now. I'm using the Hoka Bondi's and um, those have been great. I had a 
I had a um, a foot fracture or a fracture of my foot last winter, and so the bonnets just have like more support in them, I would say. And so uh, I wear those; they definitely feel lower for easy runs, but um, over time you get, get used to it. Um, but then I also kind of switch off between those and then the New Balance 1080s. Um, and then for workouts, I usually will wear you know either a four percent or four or a alpha fly or some other fast shoe um, i feel like you guys are kind like of a shoe yeah we spirits. it sounds like we have very similar uh <laughs> shoe choices yeah, yeah i'm i'm with you on like the big stack and the comfy shoes for you're easy actually days. loving the bondi x yeah the one with the have you tried plate. the one with the plate the the bondi x i haven't, I haven't um there, i feel like there's so many shoes that i want to try and just haven't gotten a chance to yet yeah it's a it's a good one you should try it Okay, that's good to know. Keep that in mind. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit about your um, your group that you run with and how you got involved with them. Yeah, so I grew up pretty close by um, in Wisconsin, and uh, my group is based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, so uh, it's only about an hour away from family. So it's, it's nice to be close to family and be able to see them every once in a while. Um, but, yeah, right after I graduated from Iowa State, State, um, one of my current teammates now, Katie German, she reached out and kind of told me about the group here, Minnesota Distance Elite, and uh, it was really intriguing because I would be able to also work then, and um, I work as a graphic designer, so it's nice to have that flexibility uh, with training and working, um, and yeah, it just felt like a right fit. I, I, um, I looked at a few different groups, but this one just felt uh, like the best fit, I guess. And the coach was great, Chris Lundstrom. Uh, he's super mellow and laid back. And I think that suits me really well. I think, you know, sometimes I can overthink things a little bit. So having someone who's very, you know, middle of the road, even keel is really great for me mentally, I think. And yeah, it's just been, it's just been a great fit. And I've seen, seen a huge boost in my fitness over mm -hmm. the, I think, been here for three years now two two or three years yeah um i lose track of time <laughs> minneapolis seems to be like a hub right now or is, is mill city in, involved with your your group they are not involved with our group um but twin cities running company twin is okay. um one of our sponsors who we get some gear and shoes from and they're so great that's awesome yeah so how does the how does the group work like so there's one coach, he coaches all of you. Are you like required to go to a certain amount of like practice? Like, how does it work? Yeah, so we meet three times a week on Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, and then the rest of the days are just easy days or on your own. Um, and you know, those Tuesdays, Fridays are workout days. Usually, we're on the track one of those days, and then um, Sunday long run. Usually, you know, Minneapolis is great for trails. We have there's a lot of, um, you know, hard surface trails, but we also have some good soft surface trails. So we try to mix it up quite a bit, which is great. Um, but yeah, coach, uh, Lundstrom, he coaches all of us. I think our group is 13 or 14 people right now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great. I definitely, um, and there's times where I haven't been able to make it to practice during the week and we'll just have to go earlier just due to work meetings or whatever. Um, but usually we'll check in with my coach and just make sure 
he's on the same page with me and um yeah it's it's definitely like a very flexible situation which is great i i really enjoy the flexibility that's cool and so is there just like a time standard that you have to hit in order to join this group and like a an application process or is it like hey i'm now i just can show up and now i'm in it <laughs> yeah there are different standards um i would have to look back and see what they are but yeah there is um different standards for each event uh and of course you know i think it's like a it's almost like a job where you want to make sure it's the right fit for you too so definitely get together when i when i joined i met coach lundstrom and met a few other people who were involved with the team and just just made sure that it made sense for me to to move here and start training with the team so it's not like it's instantaneous but um yeah there are some processes in place how soon after you crossed the finish line in New York did you uh, get a message or talk to your coach? <laughs> I So right after the line, they kind of bring you to the athlete tent, and I ended up going to the changing room tent and um, just, like, sat there for a minute. I think I was just, <laughs> like, zoned out in the chair. Um, and then a few other women came in. I uh, talked to them about their races. Um and just their experience and how it felt. And so that was cool. And I uh, got to meet a few volunteers who were helping us, you know, get our clothing and gear and all that kind of thing. So that was cool. Um, and then came out and I saw my coach and boyfriend and it was so great to see them. I think they were super excited too. <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine. I think it doesn't, fully, yeah, <laughs> I think it doesn't fully hit you until you see kind of your loved ones and who the people are that are in your corner and, you know, they're just as excited as you. I think, you know, when you first cross the finish line, you're a little bit like, it's, it feels surreal. It probably hasn't sunk in yet. And so when you see the people that you love, it's like, oh, man, this is, this is real. And I ran a great race. So it was super great to see them afterwards and giving congrats and all that. So, yeah. Was your coach shocked at your performance or was he like, no, this is, I saw this coming? I think he saw... I think he knew I was fit and I think I knew I was fit too, but I think both of us were a little shocked at, um, at the 226. I think that was really knocking out, knocked out of the park that day. And like I said earlier, he's very even keel. So sometimes like his, his, uh, happy is more, um, even, I guess, but he was, he was excited for sure. Now, what does your Garmin update? And now it says you can run a 226. 25 <laughs> marathon. Yeah. I guess I probably set a few PRs on my watch. Um, I was wearing the, the Coros and, okay. um, every once in a while would look down. I try not to look at my watch every mile, but I would look down every, every so often just to see, you know, okay, are we falling off the pace or am I feeling all right? You know, that kind of thing. What was your half PR going into this? It, it's not good. It's, I think it's like, I think it's 75 something. Not um, good. I ran it at not good at all. No, but it, so <laughs> I, 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 I think that I had read that, um, that that was your half PR. And I, I was like, wait, so she ran both at the same pace, both of these faster than her half PR, yeah. the first half and the second half. That's gotta be so that's, wild. You've got two new half, uh, <laughs> rec- PRs. Perfect. I think, <laughs> It's, yeah, it's either 74 or 75, and when I ran that, I probably shouldn't have run it because I was, I think, going through 
kind of an injury, but just thought like, oh, I'll just run through it. Um, but was stubborn and decided to run the race anyway. Um, so I think if I were healthy, I could definitely run a much faster um, half marathon. But yeah, it is pretty crazy to think, you know, ran that twice and faster. But yeah, I was not feeling my best that day when I ran that 74, 75, whatever it was. Yeah, I think stories like yours are what makes women's running so exciting right now. Like you pretty much see when the guys line up, you know, everybody there, I'll have sponsors there, you know, with, with the team, you don't see too many like people coming out of the blue and, and just rocking it. Um, and it's so exciting to see, like when you see a group and you're like, Oh, who is that? I, I don't know. And they're hanging in there and they come in top three. And now you're all of a sudden kind of out on the stage. Do you feel that all of a sudden there's new eyeballs on you and, like new expectations or, or like what's the pressure like for you now that you've done this? Yeah, it definitely has been a crazy few days for sure. It's definitely, um, yeah, it kind of launched me onto this stage that I wasn't really expecting. And so, um, I think, you know, there is probably some higher expectations going into my next race, you know, want to prove it's not just the, you know, one time wonder kind of thing. Um, but I, I don't think that necessarily gets to me. I think, most of the pressure I feel is more internal and um, even if there is external pressure as of right now, I don't really let that, that bother me, I guess. It's only a few days after, I guess. So we'll see. <laughs> but um, yeah, it has been pretty crazy and just kind of feels like, you know, now's the time to kind of figure out what's next for me and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's definitely an exciting time, but it can be overwhelming, but in a good way. You know. Have any of the elite women reached out to you to, you know, just offer congrats or, you know, just in general, you know, welcome you to this new kind of fast club, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. No, people have reached out. It's yeah. It's pretty crazy. I feel like, Everyone I've ever met has reached out to me and <laughs> so sweet. And my everyone at my job has reached out to me. It's been so amazing. And um, they're like, Congrats yeah, was, on the PR, but we're going to need a couple edits to this design. <laughs> we got a couple yeah, revisions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, it was great after the race um, to be able to go to the athlete dinner afterwards and see some of the other professional women who I was right up against and just be able to chat with them a little bit about their race and um, just as, just talk to them as people too, you know, yeah. not just runners and just have some fun and really celebrate all of our accomplishments. That's cool. Was there anybody that you were uh, surprised by or did pretty much everybody meet like what you expected as far as personalities? I guess everyone was pretty much how I expected. I feel like runners are, I've never met a runner that I don't like. I mean, every runner that I've met is super friendly. Um, I think it's just a very friendly sport. And so, um, yeah, no one was different than what I really expected. And I think uh, I follow a lot of them on social media too. So you can kind of get a sense for how they might be in real life and, everyone I met, you know, they're, they're very genuine compared to their social media. So, um, no they're surprises. basically the same, their social life person, they're the same thing. So yeah. it's, it's cool to meet them. So have any sponsors approached you yet? I am 
trying to figure out the different steps and processes for how to move forward. So I think probably the next step will be maybe figuring out if I would like to go the agent route yeah. or go on my own. Um, but TBD. It'd probably be more if any agents <laughs> reached out to yeah, it. Yeah, I suppose that's. I, I'm, I'm yeah. going to guess there's been a few phone calls or DMs, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been interesting just trying to figure that side of things out. I'm pretty new to it, so. I mean, the last definitely. person I can think of who came out at New York was Ali Kiefer back, you know, that was a while ago. But yeah. that really launched her as far as yeah. being in the spotlight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that was like 2017 or something, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. Very cool. So are you, back, uh, like, are you back working, is today a normal day as a graphic designer? I guess so, yeah. Yesterday um, was my first day back, and then today I have the day after Veterans Day, um, and nice. so tomorrow I'll be back. But, it's yeah, it's definitely surreal uh, just being back. Thankfully, I don't have any... I don't have a huge workload at the moment. I think if I came back to a pile of work, I'd be so distracted. But do a lot of your emails say, make it pop, make the logo bigger. <laughs> make the logo bigger. <laughs> I don't know, something a little no. jazzier. <laughs> yeah, my coworkers are so great. And yeah, they're, they're so fun. And my project managers are great about, you know, slowly kind of easing you back in after some time that's off. Nice. So nothing too crazy yet. Are you working remote or are you in an office? I'm working remotely. Yeah, it, it's it's so great. I don't think it would be so hard to train if I was working in an office. It's, it's just great to be able to, you know, wake up early, run, and then, you know, sit down. There are days where I, you know, just lose track of time and, and don't have time to get fully ready. So being remotely is really, being or working remotely is really nice yeah. for the we training. We, we've worked it in so that, you know, we may or may not have showered after we ran this morning, you know, we, but we're still, in the, we're still in the office. I mean, but it's an office full of runners. So everybody's kind of like, well, whatever. Yeah. There's a mutual understanding. Yeah. <laughs> Final check-in. Man, it's fun hearing about people's achievements. And I'm hoping that you're enjoying this interview with Frisbee, I like just calling it Frisbee. Sounds cool. Like, just toss it around. I don't know. But if you're enjoying it too, make sure if you could do us a favor, you know, go ahead and rate this podcast later. Go over to Apple and give it a rating and a review. It really helps out. I guess that's more of a tip for helping us, but I'll take it. Enjoy the rest of your run. I'd love to transition a little bit here and go like way back and like hear a little bit about where you grew up and how you actually got into running. Yeah. So I grew up in River Falls, Wisconsin. It's a pretty small, smallest medium town, I guess. And um, I got into running probably, I think sixth or seventh grade um, middle school. And I was kind of, my mom wanted me to be in a sport for middle school to something to do, you know, get the energy out. And so it was either cross country or, volleyball and I, I just hated volleyball so I was like <laughs> all right I don't know what this cross-country thing is really but I'll try it out and uh, ended up loving it and you know some of my best friends at the time also ran cross-country so there was just like good camaraderie there and um, going into high school too 
cross country is just such a like it's filled with so many quirky people I feel like where you're uh it you know it's a co-ed team and you have a whole bunch of characters and so just had so much fun with it in high school didn't didn't take it too seriously or anything and just um ended up doing well in high school by my senior year but never really um took myself too seriously in it and then um, went to Iowa State, and that was a very intense environment, but I also loved it there, and um, I was coached by Andrea McDonough and also coached Amy Rudolph uh, my senior year, and loved my experience there, very, um, also a small town and lots of gravel roads for running, and um, yeah, just a, just a great team environment there for sure. Everyone was a, a team player and definitely had that, that team mentality especially in cross country. Um, and then after, after that, you know, moved to Minneapolis and joined Minnesota Distance Elite. And, and here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you got into running because you didn't like and volleyball. volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Maybe I'd be a volleyball star by now. Who knows? Well, it sounds like an interesting environment, especially in high school where, you know, it, it can be, it, I mean, people are awkward in high school. You just are. And oh, for to have it oh, yeah. a co-ed team, it kind of creates that little dynamic of, you know, you get to kind of explore the, the whole male-female dynamic and do it through sport. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of weird people, but weird in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to go into graphic design, I, I went to uh, art school, by the way. Um, if you, yeah, art school the same way. Yeah, a lot of weird people. That's what I was gonna say. Like, if you found a way to surround yourself constantly with, with, uh, you know, the the people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, so you joined the group in 2019, and you've been training with them. Uh, what's like your What's like a typical day look like for you right now? Typical day. Um, if I'm meeting up with the team, then you know get up, breakfast, get ready for the run, meet them at 7.30, do whatever the workout is, whether that's on the track or on the road, um, and, you know, come back, shower, get ready for work. I feel like usually I have two or three meetings a day, um, depending on the day, and then, um, you know, got to get the actual work done as well. And then after work is done around 4, I'm on Eastern time for work, so I get done around 4, which is nice, nice. and um, and do a double if I need it or um, just relax. Even though I work remotely, I like to just you know, relax on the couch for a little bit after I'm done working. I like that um, And yeah, yeah, it's, it feels like a nice break, you know, change from your desk to your couch. And exactly. Just chill for a little bit. <laughs> for nutrition, um, or if, you, if you're still going, I th uh, you know, I figured the couch finish the day <laughs> a lot of times the couch ends up being the day i'm yeah. like all right okay, I'm, gonna die, I'm just gonna lay here <laughs> yeah do, do for nutrition do you follow a strict plan or do you just eat what you like to eat i i just eat what i like to eat i'm pretty all over the place i go through like i feel like i go through something that i love and then i'll eat that for like a few weeks and then i'll get sick of it and then i'll switch so my latest um, my latest favorite food has been tofu stir fry, um, right. but I, I feel like I'm the place with what I eat. I, I'm not super consistent. Um, besides breakfast, I'm an oatmeal fan, and I always have oatmeal for breakfast. Um, but 
not everyone likes oatmeal, but <laughs> I, I, I feel like I make a good, I mean, actually flavorful. Wisconsin cold winters oatmeal sounds pretty good. Exactly. You need I mean, something now you're in Minneapolis, yeah. but you know, you're from. This is cold. Yeah. Yeah. How do you train through the winter there? Yeah, it's definitely tricky sometimes. I'm not afraid to go on the treadmill. I actually kind of enjoy it. Um, I just need some music or even watch usually just on that staring at a wall. Yeah, you guys sport, are already in but, tights uh, and jackets up there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It hasn't snowed yet. I think our first snowfall is supposed to be in a couple of days here. Oh. So not looking forward to that. But um, it's, it's really, you kind of get used to it. Like the first few runs in the snow, you kind of have to get your snow legs back and feels very slippery and all that. But over, over the winter, you kind of get used to it again. Um, and then on the really bad days, you know, just go inside on the treadmill or um, we have access to the, the U of M indoor track sometimes. So oh, cool. for track workouts we're there, but yeah, it's definitely, it can be tricky. You got to get creative for sure. So, um, you know, Kara D'Amato signed with Nike, but she's also doing real estate as well. And she sort of wanted to stay in that. If you were given an opportunity, do you think you would go full on pro runner and quit your graphic design job? Or do you think you would try and and do both. Them both work. Yeah, I think I would. For, my first reaction would be to try to do both. I think you got to really say that, it. especially if your boss <laughs> listens to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I love my job. <laughs> Stay in there. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's actually really good for me to have something outside of running. And I think work is a good distraction. And I really like my job, too. It's um, it's a tech startup, so it's just a very fun and welcoming environment. Like, it's another environment where there's a lot of great characters, and um, it makes it super fun. Um, there are times where it's crazy and um, stressful, but it's usually pretty rewarding, and so I do enjoy it. I think if I didn't like my job, it would be a lot harder to train on top of it, but since I do enjoy it, it it's kind of like a very, you know, my work life helps my running and my running life helps my work. So right now they, they feel very symbiotic, I guess. Um, so, um, if I were given the option, I would love to keep working my life at some capacity and, um, yeah, but again, like I'm pretty open to all opportunities right now, but my first reaction would be to, to stay working. A lot of us, uh, you know, who run marathons or, or do stuff, we end up, immediately signing up for another one right yeah. after you finish. It's kind of, it's a weird addiction. Have yeah. you, um, have you thought about another race or like what maybe is the next move for you? Yeah, I think as far as the next marathon, I am not sure. I think, um, you know, I've toyed around with the idea in my head of doing Boston, but I really just need to sit down with my coach and kind of, um, see what he thinks about, you know, do I focus more on the shorter distance on the roads or probably throw in a few track races? Um, really, anything is on the table at the moment. So it's kind of nice to can just um, start from square one and figure out what we want to do. Um, but next week, actually, I'll be racing um, the Michigan Pro Academy. Um, okay, you're the second person that we've talked to who's doing that. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, for me, it won't be anything super flashy because just coming off the marathon, but I just want to be there for my team. And uh, I think, you know, we did it last year and it was a super fun experience, especially with COVID. It was kind of like the first professional race we were able to do uh, in person. And so uh, super fun and excited that they were able to kind of make it an annual thing. So that'll be the first do you know Sydney uh, Gitabudai? Yeah, I haven't met him in person, but I know of him. We we interviewed him yesterday, and he'll he will be there doing the half. And he oh oh the half too. Yeah, he seems he seems very cool. So you you probably want to say hi to him. He's also unsponsored. You guys could come as a package team. So do you prefer, now that you've gone through a full block of marathon training and did the marathon, do you prefer training for the shorter distances or did you love that grind of the, of the marathon, marathon training? Yeah. The marathon training, it was a surprise to me how long those workouts and how long those long runs got. I don't know why I was surprised. I knew it was coming. <laughs> but um, just doing it, you know, I, I did – I was able to do them and uh, got through it. But I think, you know, the first buildup, I think you just learn a lot. And so um, I, I did learn a lot. And um, now going forward, I feel a, more confidence in my training and that I can probably do some more miles um, for the shorter stuff. I really enjoy doing workouts on the track. Um, for some reason, racing on the track is, has always been a little scary to me, but doing workouts on the track gives me a lot of confidence for the roads. Um, so that aspect of things for the shorter races, I really enjoy. Um, but for the longer stuff, you know, when you complete a long workout or a long, long run, it's, it is more rewarding. You're like, wow, I did that. I did not know if I was going to make it through, but I did that. So it is more rewarding. I, do, I agree with you. There's a certain satisfaction that comes from a long workout that you feel like mm -hmm. you've accomplished something, even in, in, in even the workout, just you're like, okay, I, I just did yeah. that. Now, yep. the Olympics are coming up in a, in a you know shorter time period than normal, and there's also mm -hmm. Worlds next year and stuff. Are you feeling like a, a performance like this kind of puts you in a position? I know you like some of the shorter stuff too. Are you looking to to the future and being like, this is something that I'd, I'd really want to go after? Yeah, for sure. I have, yeah, I have big goals for myself for sure. And um, like I said earlier, I think most of the pressure just comes from my own self. Um, but yeah, I think if I were to think about the Olympic trials in the future, um, my first reaction would be to focus on the marathon, but um, it, it will kind of depend on these next few years and, you know, maybe I'll have a great track season. We don't know. So um, I think I do enjoy the roads quite a bit and I can see myself fitting in there the most, but, um, kind of TBD at the moment. So you're obviously not one and done with the marathon. We're going to go back. We're going to hit that again. Do some more. <laughs> we'll go, yeah. We'll go back at some point. <laughs> Did running New York with the bridges, the Hills, the bridges, uh, make you want to run a flat course or did you, were you enjoying that? I, I actually don't mind the rolling nature of it. I think towards the end, it would have been nice for it to be flatter, but <laughs> you know, in the middle, it's kind of nice to just have that break up the race and it's, 
more of a it's more of a mental break, you know, just get over this hill and then it'll be a downhill or whatever. Um, so I, I didn't mind it, but like if I was feeling rough, um, like I said earlier, you know, I, it, it can go bad pretty quickly if you're not feeling good. So um, I, I would love to try a fast course as well, just to see see what I think. I really don't I really don't know if I haven't raced a, a flat course yet, so. Um, you kind of just have to run one, I feel like, to see what you think of each one. Yeah, for sure. So I know you have that race coming up. Is it this weekend? Uh, it's actually next Wednesday. Uh, oh, the week. yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. So normally, would you be, like, totally taking off or? Yeah, I think usually probably would have taken off maybe, like, 10 days to two weeks and then slowly got, gotten back into it. Um, but I think the plan right now is to just do that right after the Ekaden race. So just kind of prolonging the season just slightly. And then after that, I think I'll probably take some good time off and then kind of figure out what's next. Does the downtime excite you or does, are you like, no, I want to be training for the next thing? <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's, I'm, it's, not it doesn't excite me or um the other I guess I just kind of try to just let it I just try to take advantage of that time I guess and I think the first day of time off you're like man I don't know how I'm going to make it through two weeks of no running because it does make you feel good too throughout the day um just gives you some energy but um by by the second or third day you kind of realize that your body needs that rest and you kind of settle into your new routine so um, I'm excited to take a break, but, um, it's, the days just still go by just as fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Megan though, can't you, you'll probably run this weekend. Won't you? You're not even take a week. Oh, off. I raced on Saturday and yeah, haven't run since. And I know I should continue to rest, but it's so hard. Yeah. There are days where like, man, I know a run would just make me feel good right, right now, but the especially sweat. when the weather, yeah, this was it makes you feel good the rest of the day. Yeah, for sure. All right. Do you want to get to end of podcast questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we have some and end of wait, podcast. Wait, unless, unless you want to go into your own agenda and talk about something. <laughs> 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 All right. um, okay. So headphones or no headphones on a solo run? I, I do headphones. Um, yeah, I really enjoy running with music or listening to podcasts. Uh, or music. even an audio. What's, what's what? the, give us a couple of songs off your playlist. <laughs> I have been going back to, I've just been listening to everything Rihanna lately. I went <laughs> back, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I re-added all of my favorite songs of hers. And so um, any any of her songs are amazing. Um, so that's probably the top of my playlist right now. But anything, I, I get so excited for New Music Friday on Spotify, so usually the top ones there as well. Um, but yeah, then podcast is pretty all over the place. What I listen to an audio book, you know, whatever is recommended to me. Um, do you think, yeah, do you, it's nice. To do you think you run faster listening to music or listening? I find when I listen to a podcast or an audio book, I'm not running as fast as I do when I listen to music. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Especially if the music is up tempo, you're very, you, you kind of just naturally speed up. Um, but uh, I think I've done a lot better this buildup of just really taking my easy runs very slow, almost out of necessity. My body just needs that slower pace to be able to recover properly for workouts. And so 
uh, thankfully, the mu- whether it's music or podcast, I'm still running slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. yeah, I agree. Music probably makes you run a little faster. Yeah, if I need to, if I need to make sure that I'm not trying to push the pace, a, a good audiobook will totally yeah. get me in the right yeah. mode. So 100%. I take it you're not listening to music or listening to a podcast when you're doing a workout? Unless I'm solo, um, which uh, on the road, I guess, yeah, it does kind of depend. If it's uh, if, if I'm by myself, I will listen to something, um, music, not a podcast, but it, it just kind of helps you get through it, helps distract you. Um, but if I'm with my teammates, then yeah, no music or anything like that they kind of access that thing to get you through it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what is your post-race celebratory meal and or beverage? Ah, post, well, this this time around, we had like an athlete dinner afterwards. The New York Roadrunners put on an awesome event at uh, Fogo de Chao. And so oh, wow. um, we had you better like so me. many different <laughs> <laughs> You do, yeah. And they had a whole spread of things. It was really delicious. And then they had some amazing champagne. And uh, I don't remember what it was, but we drank something really fancy that was in its like own glass case. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I'll have to ask my boyfriend what it was. But um, it was it Wait, was very got, fancy. You got all the free food too. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, of course. Man, you gotta get faster. Yeah. I need I need I need a trip to Fogo. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, so yeah, the champagne was fun, and you know, just just celebration drinks. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so if you weren't a graphic designer, what would you be doing? Oh, I don't even know. I do just I feel like I'm a naturally creative person, so I think I would still do something within the creative industry. Um, but. I really have no idea what I would do. Maybe I could get into coaching, um, but I've never really dabbled with that idea. But um, I really do enjoy just the creative side of my work. And it's so different from running that it is a nice distraction. So, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a completely different world from running, which is which is kind of nice. Yeah. The balance. The balance, for sure. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That is all the questions we had for you. So thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations again on your seventh place finish and third American at the New York City Pretty Marathon. Sick. It's just amazing. Yeah. And in your in your debut marathon. And I, you gotta keep the I don't you know, I don't know what your boyfriend if he has any intentions, but keep the name Frisbee because I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you gotta keep the name Frisbee. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again so much for your time. And I'm, I'm we're both pumped to see you on the next yeah, start I'm line. Yeah, excited to see what's going to happen yeah. next. Thank you guys. Thank you. It was so fun being on your podcast. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder. Again, sign up for Grit. It's 80% filled up. We're going to cap it this year at 1,000. So get in if you haven't gotten in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Weekly prizes, cool swag. Believeintherun.com forward slash grit. All right. So that was awesome. Meg? Yeah. It was great talking to Annie. Um, did that not inspire you? It did. All these debut marathons, man. People are getting fast. Yeah. I, I She was so lovely, too. And it was great to hear the story and kind of like seeing the pictures from New York with her right next to Molly, right there with Laura Thweet, 
who we've both, you know, we've talked to. And if you haven't listened to those podcasts, go back and listen to those. Um, but other than that, we're going to say farewell because this has been a long one. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in as always. Yep. Uh, Want to say hi to your mom or anything? Hi, mom. Yeah. Hi to my mom too and to all the special people in my life who've been there for me since day one. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> to get deep with her. I wanted to go, go that far this time. All right. Oh, like, does that thanks. include like kindergarten teachers and stuff? Yeah. That was like day 1500 though because I was a few years in. Yeah. And thanks to our producer, Nick Sanchez mm-hmm. yeah. for putting this all together. Yep. Stick around for the hidden track. Bye. Bye.